1: Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
0: It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rico Bronya. The New York Mets somehow lost a frickin' series to the Washington Nationals. We're all depressed. Some of us are thinking, all right, the division race is over. This team sucks. F everybody. Before we get started, and I try my best to talk some of my fellow Mets fans off the ledge, I let you know that I am recording this from my car. Uh, I was visiting my family this weekend, and there isn't enough room for all of us to stay at my parents' house. So we have a motel about a few miles away. And since Hoff and I like to record this very late at night, I didn't have any place to record it since the kids are sleeping. So I'm in my car right now. So I, I hope the audio is good. You can hear me, right, Pete? You hear me loud and clear? Dude, this is phenomenal. By the way, is your wife jealous? She's mine, I think, it is at times. Jealous of the Rico? Oh, very, very jealous. She says to me, "Why but are that, you?" that, but not. <laughs> Why are you leaving at midnight to go into your car in the middle of nowhere? What are you doing, honey? <laughs> yeah, no, my my wife. I, I I'm like I have to go somewhere. Like we were at my sister in law's house, my brother in law's house, and I'm like I have to I have to leave. And she's like, "Well, wh- where are we going?" I'm like, "I have to, I have to do a podcast with Evan." And it's very intimate right now. Like, it's like, it's like, what? We're, we're having a good time with family. And I have to go do something else with a partner of mine. It, it feels very awkward at moments. Yes, we're making love <laughs> to each other right now in front of everybody. Look, it's, it's, Labor Day. it's Labor Day weekend. Everybody's doing something. And we felt committed to Rico Bronia committed to all of you to make sure you got your podcast, especially coming off a weekend that, I mean, let's just call it like it is, was probably the worst weekend the Mets have had all season long. Because think about it this way, the New York Mets have lost nine series this entire season, or it's a little bit more than that. I think it's actually 10 series this entire season. But I want to list off who they lost series to. And then you'll really fully put in your brain how god-awful this weekend was. The first series they lost all year long was at home to the Seattle Mariners, which at the time was a major disappointment, but we all kind of knew they were going to lose the series eventually. And as you see, the Mariners are on the verge of breaking their streak of missing the postseason. Uh, They haven't made the postseason since 2001. That's going to change in 2022. The Mets lost two out of three to the Mariners. The Mets lost two out of three to the San Francisco Giants, who at least at the time appeared to resemble a playoff-esque team. They lost two out of three twice to the San Diego Padres, once in San Diego, once at City Field, right coming out of the All-Star break. They lost All four games they played against with the Houston Astros, two in Houston, two at City Field. They lost two out of three in Atlanta a few weeks ago, obviously, the team breathing down our throats. They lost two straight games to the New York Yankees and the Bronx. Those are the series that the Mets have lost. And I think we'd all agree that while some of those were a little disappointing, none of those were bad. Think about it. All of those teams are either good or really good. The Mariners are a playoff team. The Padres are a playoff team. The Astros are the best team in the American League. The Yankees, despite their recent struggles, lead their division. The Braves are on pace to win close to 100 games. Uh, They're all, I don't want to say good series losses because they're all frustrating at the time, but they're all acceptable. This crap we just saw this weekend is unacceptable. And in a way, everything I'm saying, I guess you could take it as a compliment, that here we are going into Labor Day weekend, and this is the first time all season long the Mets have lost a series in which you could scream from the largest mountain or building, holy crap, that's garbage. Because this hasn't happened all season long. They haven't dropped series to garbage teams all season long. And they just did. And it happened at the worst possible time. And it happened coming off a great series win against the L.A. Dodgers And here's the other problem, and I've said this throughout the year, and it happens again. The problem is the Atlanta Braves are giving us, the New York Mets, zero margin for error. You know, if the Mets were in a normal division and had a 10-game lead, we'd look at a series loss to the Nationals and say, yeah, that sucked, no big deal. But it is a big deal. It's a big deal because the Atlanta Braves, to their credit, swept the Miami Marlins, and now this lead is down to a game, something we haven't seen in a long time. I know it was a half game at one point, but a one-game lead. It's always seemed to be, over the last few weeks, in that two-to-four-game range. That's where the Mets have kept the Atlanta Braves. Now, all of a sudden, it's a game. Now, before we get into this weekend and how crappy it was, I want to tell you that as we sit here right now, In the middle of the night, as we record this, in my car, at a motel, I actually still feel confident about this team. I'll say it. I'm not going to come in here and tell you about, ah, we're going to blow the division. It's the same old Mets. It's the 2000 collapse or the 2007 collapse or the 2008 collapse. I actually don't feel that way. They had a bad weekend. They haven't hit now for a few weeks, which we'll get into. But I still look at who they're going to play. And I still trust what this team has done all year to where I say, look, logic prevails. They're going to win this division. The Braves schedule is actually has some difficulty in it. They have a West Coast trip. They've got to play a bunch of games against the Philadelphia Phillies. And more than that, more than looking at the Braves schedule, because the truth is the Braves have beaten everybody in their way. I trust this team. This was a crappy weekend. We'll spend most of the podcast discussing how crappy it was. But I don't think that should cloud our judgment on what this team has done in the other 129 games they've played coming into this weekend against Washington. Now, with that said, this was as bad as they've played in a three-game stretch all season long. And it started on Friday. You know, despite the fact that they won the first game of this series, think about this. And I, and I won't use the Dodgers series as an example because the Mets are playing the best team in baseball and they won two out of three. So to nitpick that series wouldn't necessarily be fair. But if you look at the Rocky series, and we kind of said it coming out of it, there were a lot of things that happened in that four game series in which we said, boy, they got to be better, starting with the fact they didn't score enough runs. Well, you go to the opener of this series. Number one, we watched them blow the lead. <laughs> that was that was frustration part number one. And then they got bailed out in the sixth inning. Pete Alonzo hits a home run. They score a bunch of runs. They break the game open. Brandon Nimmo hits the RBI triple. But they played stupid baseball. Like that Tomas Nito play, I still can't figure out. And I love Tomas Nito. But Tomas Nito on a strikeout in which the runner can run to first base because the base isn't occupied, decides to try to pick off the runner from third, and there's nobody covering third. And that was one of those plays, like, when it happened, and that made it 3-2 to at the time. And they were actually able to maintain the lead. Then they gave up the lead an inning later when Vargas got that RBI double and they chased David Peterson out. But that play was so mind-numbingly dumb And it could have been a lot worse to Peterson's credit. And that's why I thought on Friday night, David Peterson actually pitched fairly well considering the line was five and a third innings, three runs, and he ends up giving up the lead in the sixth inning. Tomas Nito's mistake of throwing the third base on a strikeout in which, A, you're trying to pick a guy off, you have no chance to pick off. B, there's nobody on third base. But worse than that, you just had a guy strike out and by throwing the third base...
0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: You've given up the strikeout because he's running a first base. It was so dumb. Oh my God. Yeah, it was it was so dumb. And look, when the Mets break the game open in the sixth inning after the Nationals tie it, it's easy to forget about it. And it's easy to say, hey, look, the Mets took care of business. They beat up Josiah Gray. The bullpen did a good job after Peterson came out. Michael Givens pitched really well after Peterson gave up the lead. Great. It's a nice victory. But that is losing baseball. And little did I know, I didn't know this at the time, the losing baseball was going to continue, that we were going to see that on Saturday and Sunday. But the reason they lost Saturday and Sunday wasn't just the bad defense or the losing baseball. It's the offense. And and I know at times this season, we've looked at this offense and said, they're not good enough. We are now dealing with a stretch of games. And I took two sample sizes, whichever one you want to look at. And I know that you could pick any part of the season and say, oh, since this date, a team has this record, or since this date, this team has done this or that. Well, here's what I'm looking at as a Met fan with this offense. Over the last 12 games, and it really started with the Yankee series, okay, starting with the two games against the New York Yankees, the Mets have played 12 games. They are six and six in those 12 games, which was all fine until they lost two out of three to the Nationals. But in those 12 games of going six and six, they've scored 36 runs. That's three runs a game. That's not acceptable. You want to go back a little further? Go back to the Philly series at City Field, the series the Mets actually won. Remember, they lost that Friday night. They came back and won Saturday and Sunday. Since that point, they've played 23 games. Their record is 12 and 11, 500, obviously, or a little over 500. They've scored 82 runs in those 23 games. That's 3.56 runs per game. That's not good enough. But the one that jumps out at you is just this weekend. Because you're facing Patrick Corbin, who's put together one of the worst seasons maybe in the history of baseball. You could argue Patrick Corbin's season as a starting pitcher is as bad as it gets because they continue to run him out there every five days. Normally, if you have a record, hold on, I wrote this down, at least in my scorebook I have it. He came into the game with a record of 5-17 and 17 with a 6.56 ERA. That's not effing human. Like, no one has stats that bad and the Mets made Patrick Corbin outside of Escobar's home run look like freaking Sandy Koufax. They made him look like the Patrick Corbin of five years ago, and they got a break when Davy Martinez took his ass out of the game, but oh yeah, they couldn't hit Carl Edwards, even though he's walking the leadoff hitter on five pitches. So this offense on Saturday, putrid against Patrick Corbin. Putrid. You want to rip Adam Eno? You want to say, oh, look, that's the Adam Adovino we were all afraid of. Look, it's fine. He hung one to Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas hit one out. He pimped it. He did the whole thing. They couldn't score runs. They didn't lose Saturday's game because of Adam Adovino. They didn't lose Saturday's game because Max Scherzer left after five, and we'll address that injury coming up. They lost Saturday's game because they faced Patrick Corbin, Carl Edwards, and a Rosmo Ramirez, and they scored one freaking run. Pete Alonso has disappeared. It is what it is. I love Pete. Pete Alonso has done next to nothing. And really, it's everybody. I mean, I, I, could go, I could sit here and go up and down this lineup over this weekend. We could rip all of them. They've all sucked. No one's hitting. The DHs are terrible. Darren Ruff can't hit lefties. Daniel Vogelbach's looking at fastballs right down the freaking middle. He can't do anything. And against a bad pitcher, and a bad bullpen on Saturday, they couldn't score runs. You look at Sunday's game, it's easy to kill Carlos Carrasco because Carlos Carrasco throws three pitches, four pitches, and we're down one nothing. And that sucks. That's the old Carlos Carrasco. That's the Carlos Carrasco from last year. It's easy to look at the fourth inning and Jeff McNeil booting what should have been an easy double play ball, screwed the whole inning up. Then it looks like Carrasco is going to get through when he strikes out Luke Voigt. and then boom, the back breaking base hits to Kierbert Ruiz and Vargas, and the whole thing sucked. And it's easy to kill Carlos Carrasco, but again, you're facing Eric Fetty, you're facing Hunter Harvey. You're facing the Nationals, and you do nothing offensively? The only run you can get is a sacrifice fly by Jeff McNeil? So look, Carlos Carrasco, yeah, he stunk on Sunday. Adam Adovino, sure, he hung a slider, and it got pounded over the fence by Lane Thomas. Jeff McNeil's defense the last two days, absolutely. Tomas Nito's dumbass pickoff attempt on Friday, absolutely. Max Scherzer gets hurt. Sucks. They can't freaking hit. Now, do I think that's going to change? Because again, they're going to face more mediocre pitching. No, they they didn't beat the Nationals. And by the way, I don't want to hear about how Patrick Corbin is mixing his pitches up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about Eric Fetty's throwing a slider mark. Shut up. The Mets sucked. I don't want to give any credit. There are certain guys I'll give credit to. You face the Atlanta Braves. You want to give credit to Max Fried. He's earned that. I'll even give credit to that loud-talking Spencer Strider who's been outstanding. His last performance was unbelievable. But I'm sorry. I'm not giving credit to Patrick Corbin. I'm not giving credit to Eric Fetty. The Met offense did nothing. That's what it came down to. And look, there are certain guys... I think you look at and you worry about Darren Ruff has done very little for us. So it's fair to say, Hey, is Darren Ruff going to wake up and it left-handed pitching? The third base situation, Escobar has actually shown a pulse over the last few days. The home run on Friday, the home run on Saturday. Uh, He had one hit on Sunday, but look, Eduardo Escobar is showing a pulse. Luis Garamay is coming back, but look, Luis Garamay is coming back for his glove more than it even is his bat. They're not getting any production out of catcher. Again, I don't think that's going to change. So what they need simply is they need their guys. The guys that Buck Showalter puts out in the lineup every single day, one through four, to hit. Brandon Nimmo, who overall, you look at his offensive numbers this season, I mean, they're okay. They're not as good as what we expect from Brandon Nimmo when he's healthy. They need Nimmo to hit and get on base. They need Starling Marte to hit. They need Francisco Lindor, who went through that long extended slump, came up big in the Dodgers series, got robbed on Sunday, hit a ball that I thought was getting out, and Victor Robles made a great catch. They need Lindor to hit. But more than that, the guy you circle, the guy you kind of put the name in bold and say that guy's got to hit is Pete Alonzo. He is their best player. He is their best slugger. And he leads this offense. This offense goes where Pete goes. He's got to hit. So yeah, they're going to face a lot of crappy pitching. They're going to face the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're going to face Mitch Keller. They're going to face guys they should beat up over the next three days to a lesser degree, the Miami Marlins, but still, you should beat the Miami Marlins, the Chicago Cubs, the Pittsburgh Pirates again. But let this weekend be a reminder that just because the team you're facing sucks, and just because the pitchers you're facing sucks, doesn't mean you get to roll out of bed and score seven runs.